Welcome to the Friends of Folklore, where two sisters tell tales from the briny depths of the ocean, the darkest caves hidden in misty mountains, and even mysteries hiding in your own backyard. Fear not, dear audience. Come inside, bundle up with a blanket, a cup of tea, and your favorite fuzzy animal, and you too can become a friend of folklore. I usually have it up. Oh, that's really good, actually. Yeah, I feel like that's a better... I usually have mine up and away from me like that. I guess we should keep our mics farther away from us. Hi, I'm Abby, the smallest of the sisters. Plot twist! Plot twist! And I am Sidney, the small, uh, the tallest of the sisters. <laughs> you ain't small, so I'm I mean, not. No, that's oh a big Oh my god, no, you're not fat. <laughs> Still, so loud. We're trying to mess with, like, our levels. Our levels, audience, because right now we're recording in Sydney's childhood. My childhood bedroom, bedroom yeah. Um, on the floor. It's nice in here. It is. I know, it's a good room. It's a good room. It's I mean, room. honestly, I like the blue. I like the blue. So I am Sydney, the tallest of the sisters. And I'm Abby, the smallest of the sisters. Welcome to the Friends of Folklore. Where I'm still home. I don't know if that's painfully obvious. Coming um, at you live, but on a live recording. From New York City? Wait, no. Exactly <laughs> not from New York City. From New Mexico. That's not nearly as good of a line. It's not. I, I don't know. It's live from New Mexico. It's Saturday Sat- night. No, you're right. That's bad. Is it Saturday? Today's Saturday. It's, su- it's Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Um, what are we talking about today? I'm talking about something you're, today. You're, how are you? Oh, dandy. Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. I'm going back to New York. And I got just like all kinds of cool shit set up that we're starting. And and you're moving. I'm moving. And so that's going to be, I'm looking forward to just like a new place, fresh start, all that jazz. I love, so we've been, we've been looking at, um, she and her two roommates. Hi, Julie. Um, and she, hi, Carly. Hi, I know Carly was a listener. She's hi, not fun. <laughs> Oh. But Julie will tell Carly that okay. she was featured. So hi, Julie and Carly. You're both so lovely. So um, they have this spreadsheet that they've been using to like look at different apartments. And I've just been like hovering over Abby's shoulder, like watching these videos of people like touring empty apartments. Oh my God. Yeah, because, you know, during COVID, like there's, I mean, there's some that we're going to be able to go into, but everything's appointment based. It's very organized and like yeah trying to keep everybody safe trying to keep everybody safe so most of these have an attached video so we don't have to like physically be there if we don't want to um and they're precious i love people like narrating i love it they're like narrating the purpose of beautiful hardwood floors and you're like this is a stretch but okay um <laughs> no, my favorite one is still the guy he he turns into a closet in the hallway and he goes tons of space what do you say enough room for 200 suits and 200 blouses and now <laughs> That is my, that is my, I, I will not accept anything less. Yeah, no, honestly, every single apartment, everywhere I live has to have 200 suits, 200 blouses. That is it. Yeah. I need that amount of space. That is my new criteria. More. No, that's my favorite apartment because it has like this disgustingly pink art deco bathroom. I love it. And that's my dream. But what are we talking about today? I'm talking, talking about, about something about? today. I'm, that was loud. I am talking, let me make this smaller. Okay. I'm talking about the Bear Lake Monster. <laughs> I have know nothing about this. Okay, so let's just let's just dive in. Let's, let's just open the dive. door um, and yes, yeah, one dive. So our tale begins along the Utah Idaho border. The scene: a natural freshwater lake. The oh. name: Bear Lake. 
This huh. would have been better if I didn't already tell you the title. <laughs> All right. So Bear Lake is one old fucker. The lake is estimated to be about 250,000 years old. And it's about 109 square miles in size. It actually sits pretty evenly between the Utah and Idaho border. So it's on both sides. And there's just like a line that kind of cuts it down the middle. It's located in the northwest region of Utah. So you know how Utah has like a little right ankle? Mm-hmm. And like a little bit up above the left, it's right there. So, so that sounds very impressive. But I'm just realizing that I don't have any lake ages to compare that to. Yeah, I, I got nothing. Sounds like an old ass lake, but you know, maybe maybe some other lakes are much older. Well, and see, that's the thing is that I didn't compare the the age of this lake to the age of like the Great Salt Lake or Utah Lake. I didn't compare. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're just going to assume that's an old ass lake. We're just going to assume that this is a very, very old lake. Let's see. Basically, it's considered the second largest freshwater lake. And um, then the large, but it's, so it's largest, second largest freshwater. The largest lake is the Great Salt Lake. Right. Which has salt water. It's in the name. Right. I was so, going to say, that doesn't sound like a freshwater lake. No, it is not. We drove through Salt Lake City. Did you see the lake? No, I don't. Well, we drove through Salt Lake City at like 10 p.m. Yeah, and we like left first thing the next morning. Um, I don't think, I didn't think we stayed in Salt yeah, we Lake. Did. Oh, fuck. I genuinely don't remember. You like removed that. You're like, I just thought we drove right that there. That was we illegally brought our animals into the hotel. That's right. We did illegally bring our animals into the into hotel. hotel. That wasn't Utah. Yeah. All right. So now this lake is special for a plethora of reasons. Oh my lord. The first is the color. The lake is nicknamed the Caribbean of the Rockies because it has this unique turquoise blue color to the water and it's cool because like science um basically the colorization is because of large quantities of limestone deposits in the water give it this turquoise pirate fabulousness. Caribbean type Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, alongside the colorization, the presence of limestone in the water has created something known as a fault subsidence. Okay. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Which is basically a fancy word meaning the sudden sinking or gradual downward settling of the ground surface with little or no horizontal motion. So basically what's happening in this lake is that it's just getting deeper and deeper ah. on the east side of the lake because of all of this limestone. It's like So it's digging. like eroding. It's eroding. That's a really, that's a fancy people word. We used that um, word a lot in the last episode when we talked about why it was dangerous to be in New Mexico. Yeah, you use that word. <laughs> that's true. Listen, and when, when I was in college, I took a geography class. And I thought, and like, this is like at a university. And I thought geography meant this is where this capital is. But I think that my professor thought it was a geology class because we never talked about locations ever. We just talked about erosion. You just talked about rocks? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm down for that. It was cool. I like a good geology class. It was good. That's not what I signed up for. We had geology classes, so what were they teaching? Geography. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, also, so like, just like for a frame of reference, have you seen that Piranha movie? No. I feel like we've talked about it on the podcast before. But basically... In the Piranha movie, um, you, and like basically there's a lake, and then like there's an earthquake underneath. Oh, the it lake, lets all the piranha and out. And it lets all the piranha out. So basically, you know, 
um, murdering tons of college kids. It's just, like, destined to happen. Sure, sure, sure. So, but instead of killer piranhas, the lake is home to some really unique creatures. Like, the these fish only exist in this lake. Cool. And we have, like, the Bonville cutthroat trout, several types of Bonville whitefish, bear-like sculpin, and even the bear-like monster itself. <gasps> dun dun. But before we get to that, is that the Law and Order? Dun 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 dun. <laughs> is that like our signature noise? I don't know. Um, before we get to like the monster itself, it's really important to know what's going on in the area, and basically because there's no good story if there aren't people around to tell it. Mm-hmm. So. The first known inhabitants of Bear Lake and its surrounding valley were the Shoshone tribe. However, that area is widely known and occupied by other tribes, but this area was the Shoshone tribe. Mm -hmm. Um, And the valley surrounding the lake has a reputation for having really high-quality raspberry bushes. Oh. So it seems like quite the place. Really unique fish, really cool berries. Like, this whole valley, it seems like a great place to settle. That is, of course, until white people showed up. Oh, naturally. So the first recorded appearance of colonizers was in 1818. However, it wasn't until 1827 when mountain men Jedediah Smith and Jim Berger Berger, appeared and used the South Utah side of the lake as a trading post. So people would gather and trade amongst themselves and within tribes in the area. Um, and that's just where it gets, like, really fuck white people. So if you don't know who Jedediah Smith was, Jedediah Smith was an explorer and a colonizer who was responsible for the Oregon Trail basically being a thing. Fun. Um. Dysentery. Gotta love it. Basically, this guy was all about westward expansion, and we hate him. So this lake... (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I mean, he's a white guy taking over, like, tribal land. We probably hate him either way. Well, that was his whole thing. So this lake is positioned a little bit south of the Oregon Trail, but it became a very highly traversed area because of that. Right. So colonizers and people, like, traveled a lot between 1818 and 1818. 27, but when then when the world needed them, did not need them the most, they appeared. Right, the opposite of the Fire Nation. The opposite of the Fire Nation. God damn it. So in 1963, Mormon colonizers led by Charles C. Rich settled in the Bear Lake Valley. Absolute fucking air quotes. So I did read an article that was like, they respected respected the Native American space and left most of the Utah portion to them. Um, It was their land. Yeah. So you don't get to just, it's like, you don't get to leave it to yeah, them. It's, it's not nice because you left them a couple of bites. Yeah, you it's know, not, you still yeah. ate their, yeah, like, no, that's Mm-mm. not, it's not, colonizing is bad. The Mormons stole the land, and mm-hmm. fuck you. So, not, hashtag not all Mormons, I guess, but still. After the land, so after they stole the land from the Shoshone tribe, they began to, quote unquote, develop the area. <sighs> they would sell lots of land for housings, and I fuck you not resort areas oh god and it only gets worse oh and by the way i should mention that charles c rich was part of one of the first group of mormon colonizers that went west from illinois after the death of joseph smith right and he was under the leadership of brigham young and joseph smith is the guy who kidnapped that 16 year old girl and took her into the forest to rape her and quote-unquote found god's word right that's who that is? Uh, Joseph Smith, I think, is the OG Mormon, yes. That's what I'm talking about, okay. Okay. The Didn't know about that. Yeah, the pedophile and rapist? Yeah, that's him. Ah, great. Anyway, we have a lot of opinions. So, what? Char- <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are shocked. I know. <laughs> um, so, Charles had a son named Joseph C. Rich. Rich. 
who traveled with them to help expand westward. And Joseph is kind of like the main antagonist of the whole monster and all of its surrounding story. Is the monster the protagonist, though? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the bear like... What a horse. What a horse. So Joseph is the reason that we know about the Bear Lake monster. He would report second-hand accounts of seeing the creature, Mm -hmm. and that's why we're all here today. So let's take a step back and describe the creature. Yes, tell me everything. So the thing about the Bear Lake monster is that it has a lot of descriptions Uh um, and a great deal of sources, but many of them report that this is a serpent-like creature with four flipper-like legs. However, the length of the creature is all... Over the damn place. <laughs> so one account states the creature had about 30 feet of exposed body when they saw it, like, breach through the water. Uh-huh. Other accounts say that it ranges from 40 to 50 feet long, and there are even accounts that say it is no larger than an otter. So the water that this thing is allegedly swimming in, mm-hmm. isn't it pretty clear? That's my understanding, is that it's a freshwater... Yeah, because, like, I know that, like, with Loch Ness, it's really murky, and I think it's even a saltwater lake. Well, I mean, but I wonder if the colorization, this turquoise color, makes it murky or not. Do you think that the beast is turquoise? <gasps> camouflage. Camouflage. That's camo, the thing. Camo. Camouflage. Um, now, this means that people could have no damn idea what they were seeing, mm-hmm. or perhaps the creature had, like, a little family, like a daddy, yeah. daddy shark, mama shark, baby shark situation. Um, normative. It's the song. I know. Baby shark. Do, 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 do you remember seeing that when we were kids? Yeah, and then it became like really big for some yeah, reason. Yeah, like randomly, like when I was like 25 years old. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of reports saying that the Bear Lake monster moves swiftly through the water at very high speeds. So this could be another account of why it's kind of hard to identify sure, how large sure, this sure. creature is. Want to see some real speed, bitch? <laughs> so he likes to zoom. There are a ton of reports saying that the Bear Lake monster... Oh, wait, I reread that. Um, one even says that he moves faster than a locomotive. How fast does a locomotive move? What what era of locomotive? Are we talking about, like, a modern locomotive? I'm going to go with no, it's 1863. Well, that's when the Mormons showed up, so I have no idea. We're just going to, like, in, okay, how fast was a locomotive in 1863? Probably. Locomotives like, exist in 1863? I don't fucking know. I study I studied history. I studied theater. Um, but I did study history, so I should probably know this, but I mostly studied, like, the World Wars or ancient, like, classics. There you go. Um, I did find a picture of him. Basically, he looks like Baby Nessie without a neck. Oh, he's stupid. He is a little stupid. So it kind of looks like a crocodile. A lot of people will resemble his face and mouth structure to a crocodile. It's a Leopleurodon, Charlie. It's, it's low-key a Leopleurodon. Um, basically, some people will relate it to looking like a hippo without... Hippos will fuck your shit up, Hippos man. will fuck your shit up. But I'm thinking that hippos aren't fresh lake monsters. Actually, I think they are freshwater. But I don't think freshwater that they're... Freshwater hippos. <laughs> I don't think they're... In Utah, unless they escaped the zoo. I mean, unless we have some questions for you, Utah. One time when I was at the zoo, there was this hippo, and he used his giant murderous hippo (laughs) nose to roll this, like, barrel across the entire enclosure, and I just watched him do it for, like, ten minutes. And then he, once he got it to the other side of the enclosure, like, where it belonged, he ran as fast as he could and jumped into the water. It was like he had completed his quest to move the barrel that's where his barrel barrel goes for that time of day and then he can swim a little bit freer in his water yeah yeah he's like i ain't gotta worry about nothing 
I, I took care of it. Don't worry. I removed the barrel. I, I handled my responsibilities for the day. As a hippo. As a hippo. <laughs> um, boop a doop a doop. So now that we know what the creature looks like, we can go back to whatever the fuck Joseph C. Rich was doing. In 1868. <laughs> I was so worried. Oh, trust me. <laughs> so Joseph Rich wrote and published an article for the Deseret, Deseret News. Yeah. Now, it's the world, word desert with extra steps. It right. just has an extra. <laughs> Right. Um, by the way, this newspaper is the oldest published newspaper in Salt Lake City. It was founded in 1850, so it was relatively established by the time that JoJo got there to stop causing, start causing havoc. JoJo. JoJo. JoJo Rich. JoJo Rich. Um, so in the <laughs> article, rice. Rich. That says rice. Oh well, this one says Rich. Okay, so she's just. And his father's name is Rich. So his name is Rich. Okay. (laughs) Joseph Rice is another character. (laughs) Sorry, carry on. No, it's totally fine. It's really weird because you're normally not like looking at my notes or anything. Yeah, like I'm like reading over your shoulder, and I'm like, hey, where the fuck are your commas? What's wrong? Oh, there's no commas. There's no sentence structure. There's not a period in this. Like, what is like my my notes are so goddamn meticulous. I write like a ten page paper every week. Yeah, and see what I do is I just write what I want to say, and that's great. But that's why my episodes are shorter. I don't think they are. Um, you gotta get ready for what JoJo's about to say. What is JoJo about to say? So he states the following, and this is all in quotes. The Indians have a tradition concerning a strange serpent-like creature inhabiting the waters of Bear Lake. Now it seems this water devil, as the Indians call it, has again made an appearance. A number of our white settlers declare that they have seen it with their own eyes. The Bear Lake monster, they now call it, is causing a great deal of excitement up here. End quote. End quote. So after this statement, Rich added several secondhand accounts of recent sightings, and the readers lost their ever-loving mind. Everyone was about this bad boy. So the article article caused such a stir that within a month of its release, the entirety of the general public believed that the bear-like monster existed, regardless of whether or not they had seen it. A lot of like young little newspaper, like journalist scouts, would take polls, and everyone was like, "Yep, it has to be real." Was this, like, way before the Loch Ness Monster, even? Is it? Yeah, the Loch Ness Monster was, like, I mean, like, there was, you know, speculations. St. Columba telling Loch Ness Monster to fuck off. But there, it really didn't, like, take off until, like, the 1930s. Oh, there you go. So this is, like... Like, this but pre-Loch Ness Monster. That makes sense. The OG Loch Ness Monster. The OG Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, everyone believed it. And this art, um... And because this article was published by a Mormon colonizer, the church got involved. Mm-hmm. Leaders from the Church of Latter-day Saints would visit the area on something called preaching tours and would ch- question the general public about the creature. Since the public testimony was all so in on this damn creature, even the church was like, yeah, no, seems legit. And this only helped Joseph Rich. Rich continued to publish articles about the monster. Sometimes he would be a skeptic, other times... He would take the viewpoint of, like, a diehard believer. Like, every... Like, he would just write about it constantly. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, are you looking at that hideous moon with the owl on it? No, I'm looking at your Valar Magulis poster. Oh, God. I forgot that was there. Yeah. (laughs) I have not lived in this room in a long time. What do you say after Valar... What do you say? Valar Magulis and... Harris? Fuck if I know, dude. I'm only reading the book and watching all of and watched all of the show. I'm sorry, Jon Snow. You understand, audience. Um, 
So basically, he did. Joseph Richards just was so desperate for attention. Yeah. The, de- the Deseret News published so many articles about Lake about Bear Lake Monster that it began to piss everyone off. <laughs> it would piss off the public and as well as neighboring newspaper publishers. Like they were just over it. They were just over his shit because he had no nobody had pictures. You know, pictures. There was no physical evidence. It was just whatever Joseph C. Rich decided to talk about that day right um one newspaper titled the salt lake tribune was so fed up that they wrote an article stating that the bear lake monster was and i quote twin brother to the devil and cousin to brigham young i don't even know what to say to that it's kind of a giant diss yeah because i feel oh my god because i feel like you know Brigham Young is bringing everyone. They're just super colonizing. They're settling. And they're moving west and, you know... Manifesting destiny. Manifest destiny. They, and I mean, Salt Lake City to this day is still very big for Mormon people. If you're Mormon, we're so sorry. I'm um, not. I'm not. But... <laughs> sorry. sorry. We got opinions too, bro. And we live in a Mormon neighborhood. It's not fun. So this... Our these, parents do. Well, that's true. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. Can you imagine if I did in New York City? Oh, God. Although I feel like on the Upper West Side, I live in a relatively Orthodox Jewish community. Oh, is that right? But I like that a lot more. Mm-hmm. So the statement and the fact that everyone in the town wouldn't shut up about the monster actually caused Brigham Young to get involved. Kind oh, of like God, a, oh, damn. you had something to say about me situation. Like, um, like Eminem <laughs> and that one other guy. Oh, um, are you talking about you know, Machine Gun Kelly? Yes. <laughs> I am, in fact... Bringing Machine Gun Kelly for the very first time into our podcast. I don't think it's for the better. It's not. I think it's, it's for the worse. I feel like I shouldn't be doing this, and I'm sorry. What about Machine Gun Kelly? Oh, just like that, like, he heard that he was talking shit, so he dedicated a whole track to telling off Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, yeah, well, how, what happened was is that Machine Gun Kelly, I had no all the tea, that Machine Gun Kelly wrote a rap song insult and basically said something probably sexual about, his, about Eminem's daughter Haley. And so, is she like even like is she an adult? Unfortunately, she's like our age. Oh. So hate to break that too. Oh. But then Eminem wrote a song, and it's a very very good song. And then Machine Gun Kelly came back and wrote a song called Rap Demon or some shit like huh? that. Like after rap, wow. Basically, oh yeah, wow. And then Eminem wrote a diss track back to him called Kill Shot. Right, um, and in Kill Shot, he's like, I'm only gonna do this once. I'm like, you've already done it once, Eminem. This would now be the second time, technically. This We're not technically judging you. Be the second time. I don't blame you. Defend your kid. This is, in fact, the second time. Indeed. All right. That um, is very off topic. And that is your Eminem fun fact. For this week, check it off the list. Let's go. <laughs> so, his involvement is really fucking weird. Brigham Young's. Brigham Young. So, apparently... Not Eminem's. No, not Eminem. <laughs> Eminem was not involved with the Bear Lake Monster. <laughs> as far as we know. We're gonna get as far tweeted. as we know. Um... <laughs> So his involvement is really fucking weird. Apparently, my dude sent a large rope to Paris, Idaho to aid in capturing the monster. That is all I have, is that he sent a giant rope, and he was like, there you go. And Donald Trump later was like, this is how we'll handle the coronavirus. Exactly. Okay. Same kind of effective. Just as effective. Just send a rope. Send Hope it rope. fix it. They'll fix it. Hope They'll fix it. It'll be fine. It's kind of like the dude in the group chat who, or group chat, group project, who buys the poster board and does literally nothing else. Okay, those poster boards are expensive. I was never that person. I was going to say, you were never I that person. Never, I was always the person who was like, come on, guys, let's stay on topic. Yeah, no, we were big nerds. Can Just you tell? one time I wanted to be that guy. I always wanted to be the dude who slacked and then got an A. But I was, I, I, can I never. needed a me and I never got into a group with a me. That's the whole issue. Yeah. 
Group projects are bullshit. They are. We're not group projects, people. I don't feel like I am. No, I, I'm, I'm not a group. Pro- I'm not a group people. I had to do one in college, and I was like, really? That seems excessive. Like, can we? Are we old enough for this? <laughs> I mean, in theater school, it's all one giant group project. <laughs> and I guess technically, this was an ancient theater and stagecraft class. So it, it scans. So we had to perform um, a scene from a ancient play, and. We did puppets, like Fandango-style puppets. That's amazing. And when when one... Ca- I can't remember which play it was, but basically it's the one where... Um, I think it was Medea, or like one of the Medeas. Whichever one, the woman... Or the person, I don't even remember if it was a woman. Feeds somebody their own children in pies. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. And then, like, during the murder scene, I sprayed the entire class with red silly string. It was actually a really, I got an A on that class, but here's the thing, here's the thing I liked about that group project, is the individual members of the group project were graded separately, and we had to write a paper, basically, like, telling the professor who actually did what. Oh my god, so you had to write an essay snitching on everyone Yeah, I had to write a snitching essay, and I snitched. (laughs) I fucking did not hold back, and I got an A, and everyone else got a B. (laughs) One guy got a C. (laughs) You know nothing about our international no snitching policy. Hey, listen, when it comes to fucking college, when it comes to my grade, I, have, I show no mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Sydney's a no mercy son of a bitch. Yeah, what can I, what can I say? Um, Brigham Young was not. Um, <laughs> so basically, this, this, this attempt was fucking useless. Nothing happened. But that didn't kind of stop, like, the hype. Yeah. And so now I'm going to describe a suggested rig for capturing... The Bear Lake Monster. Okay. One account states that a local resident's propo- resident proposed using a large bait hook, attaching it to a 20-foot cable, then attaching that cable to a 300-foot yard of rope. Was that Brigham Young's rope? You know what? That is unclear. Okay. It never specified how big this, how long this rope was. Or if it was even used. If it was even used. Just squandering Brigham Young's gifts, I guess. Honestly. Like, Jesus. Um, so after taking, then you attach the foot cable to the rope, then you secure it to the end of a large buoy contraption of their own making. Right. And then you attach that rig to a tree. Right. On the mainland. Like when in Thor, right? Bear with me. Okay. When the hammer has landed in the New Mexican desert and... Um, they tie a chain to it and then hook it up to somebody's truck and then just drive. I think that that's the general idea. Cool. Except for the fact that they, they don't have an intention of pulling it out of the water. I think they are thinking that the creature is so strong that if it takes the bait and gets a hook caught in it, it won't be able to pull itself free. Oh, so the, so the tree is like... A stationary. A stationary root. This tree is the fisherman in this scenario. Exactly. Got it, got it, got it. Got it. Um, and this, lo and behold, did nothing. <laughs> I'm shocked. After this initial shock, people kind of moved on, TBH. Yeah, like, sure, sure. Like, 26 years... Oh, not I... I... Words. Okay. This dejection. Like, nothing happened. Nothing people happened. People moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Mormons had a lot of other things going on in their time. Yeah. They were a little busy. So, um... But it was a real shame, because 26 years after publishing the article, yeah. Jojo, Joseph C. Rich, Jojo. admitted that it had all been a wonderful first-class lie. <sighs> I know. Mentiroso. <laughs> so in short, 
fuck that guy. So even though Rich admitted to lying about the creature, this actually didn't stop people from reporting sightings of the creature whatsoever. I mean, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to dive into There are a few of those oh, yeah, with them. So um, in 1907, a Utah newspaper claimed that two men at um, were at Bear Lake when the creature attacked their campsite. Like, it tore apart their entire campsite. It attacked their tent. I Whoa. guess they were good. And it killed one of their horses. Do they have, like, the body of the horse? Oh, that I don't know. It was 1907. I don't know. Oh, right. They didn't have science back then. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just mean, like, if there was, like, bite marks, they could, like... Well, my assumption is that sounds more like a bear to me. It doesn't sound like a bear. That doesn't like... I bet you they didn't put all their food in a bag that they hung from from a tree. tree. First step in camping that we've never listened to. Because we have Kias. We had Kias at the time. And I just... We just put everything in there. But I guess if you're camping in 1907, you You don't don't have have a Kia. You know what, that's a pretty solid, I don't know when Kia was founded as a company, but I think it's a pretty solid assumption that it was after 1907. I'm assuming. Um, So that happened. And in 1937, this was the whole claim, a four-year-old claimed to have seen the monster. You know, when I was about four years old, I see, I claimed to see a lot of things. That's me too. I'm 23. <laughs> I'm 23 and I claim to see I a lot of things. I claim to see a lot of things. No, I, you're like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw something in the water, Mommy. Must have been the bear-like monster. Exactly. Call the presses. It was a slow news day, I guess. Uh, basically. And the last reporting of the monster was actually in June of 2002. Huh? Believe it or not. And this is going to be our most in-depth sighting. Um, by business owner Brian Hishi? Hishi? I think that's Hishi. Hishi. We're going to call him Brian. According to Brian, he recalled seeing two humps just above the water surface while out on his boat one summer day. Uh-huh. Brian said the humps disappeared and then suddenly felt his boat kind of jerk. <gasps> the monster reappeared right next to his boat and Brian came eye to eye with a creature he said described as having dark green slimy skin and beet red eyes. Oh. And as quickly as the monster appeared, it disappeared. Poetic indeed. And even though the creature hasn't been seen since 2002, the area continues to live up to the hype, as yeah, we sure, all do. Sure. Um, the lake has a Bear Lake monster boat tour <laughs> um, mood. And every year during the Raspberry Day Parade, there is a float dedicated to the quote-unquote real Bear Lake monster. And they fill the float with a bunch of local children. Like, for snacks? I'm assuming that they think that like it's a tall like it's a child's tale and like the oh, kids yeah, are like, the real a, monster it, the kids are, the real monster is a children we met along the way exactly the real monster is always like the mayor in a suit or what maybe the scooby-doo uh, approach mayor um Dewey. mayor Dewey. <laughs> um and in 1996 there was a competition don't look there was a competition to name the bear lake monster oh my god Guess what its name is? Oh, let me think about it. Let me think about it. Harrison. Isabella. Oh, it's beautiful. So the Bear Lake monster's name is Isabella. What a lady. Apparently, like, a really young child had submitted the name. And like, everyone was like, fuck yeah, that's a little kid. We're not going to be a dick. It's exactly. Great. So Bear Lake monster's name is Isabella. That's lovely. It's um, a beautiful name, Bear Lake monster. Isabella. Isabella. And that's all I got. It's a really short and sweet one. Um, I love it. I think if anything, this has, like, there, there's something that we should, like, mention, is that since this lake has several unique species of fish, mm-hmm. 
it's really not hard for me to assume that they just have a really long fucking weird one. Yeah, you know. Or an oversized trout, something that's adapted to its... I mean, do they have otters? Like, freshwater otters? I I doubt it. I don't think so. I doubt it. But that's the thing, is like... And, like, people think that there's tunnels that connect this lake to to Utah Lake that connected to the Great Salt Lake and... Ooh. So that'd be pretty long tunnels, I feel like. I thought you were going to say, like, to the ocean. I was like, no. No, not from Utah. I guarantee you not. No, but I think <laughs> that, like, the lakes are getting people theorize. But, well, I mean, if this with... lake is slowly creeping further and further down, sometimes you wake up prehistoric piranhas. Right. Sometimes you wake up prehistoric Loch Ness equivalent things. You, break, you, you wake up prehistoric Leopleurodons named Isabella. Exactly. I could see it. You know? I could see it. That's all I'm saying. Well, like they catch um, a weird fish, and like that kind of exp- that kind of implies that like it's its own ecosystem. Its own ecosystem. So yeah, I mean, they just got something weird. Yeah, and like, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying this is what was happened. You know, like again, the Native American tribes that lived there, I'm sure know a lot more about the lake than we even do now. Mm-hmm. And that's what is really really heartbreaking is that. And they're like driven from their finding lands. their story. I couldn't find anything. That you know what sucks. I mean? I was like, I wanted to know what they thought the creature was. If they thought anything at if all. If they thought anything at all. Like, yeah, if they're like, no, it's a trout. Yeah, or if they you were know? just like, there's not, no. Yeah, like that would have been really interesting. Too. Yeah. And so yeah. on today, episode of Colonizers. Colonizers. And that's that's all I got. Short and sweet. It's not even our shortest episode. I don't, even complain. I don't know why I'm complaining because I like to. Um, this is our last episode with me next to you. I'm gonna, so upset. I know, we're gonna have to go back to staring at each other over FaceTime being like, what? Wait, what? Yeah, because we keep cutting out on the audio. <laughs> Hopefully the audio will be quieter. We'll see, audience. We'll see. Who knows? Um, How am I supposed to keep week, track of that? I'm gonna be covering a topic I'm really excited yeah, I'm about. Yeah, I'm super excited for Sydney's topic. Spooky Tuesday is coming. Eventually. Some, at, there's someday. We forgot that... September first was a Tuesday. Yeah, and then suddenly it was gonna be Tuesday again, and neither of us had done anything spooky enough for spooky. Well, I mean, my my topic could have been a spooky Tuesday, but it was gonna be way too fucking long. And yeah, and so we're. I mean, we're gonna wait till I'm settled. There'll be one this month. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry. Friends. Um, but hopefully the next time. This is gonna come out on when Wednesday. The what? Um, six, seven, eight, nine-ish or ten-ish. So hopefully by the time that we meet again, yeah. I'll be a little bit more settled. I'm trying to get like a mid-September apartment. And oh, I hope so. All Very that fun. jazz. So if you want to send us your spooky Tuesday stories since we're so behind and um, everything's insane. No, no, it was planned, Abby. It was was planned. planned. No, we did this on purpose. No, please send us your stories. Yeah, so email us at thefriendsoffolklore at gmail.com. And um, if you want to follow us on social media, search Friends of Folklore. That's Friends of Folklore without the R-E. That's right. Or just search The Friends of Folklore. We post all of our pictures there. I only have the one picture of our... Leo Plurodon friend, <laughs> but we'll post everything there. And anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thanks for being a friend of folklore. Guys. I know, and we will talk to you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye now.